Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year, for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. And you can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Gael Schonbrunn is the author of Work, Parent, Thrive, 12 science-backed strategies to ditch guilt, manage overwhelm, and grow connection when everything feels like too much. Gael had a great event here. Well, I thought it was great. We had a great event together uh, for Hanukkah with the Jewish Book Council, and she got a chance to talk to Jessica Gross of the New York Times, who also had a book out, and we got to hear all about her book in person, but now it's wonderful to have her on the podcast as well. 
Yael is a clinical psychologist specializing in relationships between partners, between parents and kids, and between roles. She is a co-host for the Psychologists Off the Clock podcast, an assistant professor at Brown University, and a parent of three. She is also a world-class napper, she wants you to know. And thank you to Rebecca Schrag-Hirschberg, my high school and college friend who made this introduction. And also, by the way, Rebecca has been on this podcast for her book about managing toddler tantrums. Welcome, Yael. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Work, Parent, Thrive, which we discussed a lot when we were in person at my event, which was so much fun, I have to say. (laughs) It was so much fun. Thank you for hosting me then. Thank you for hosting me now. I'm a huge, huge Zibby Owens fan. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And I'm so delighted that uh, Rebecca put us in touch, which is so nice. Yeah. I just texted her yesterday. I said, I'm meeting with Zibby. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So for listeners who don't know you, don't know anything about your book, give your spiel, please. (laughs) I am a clinical psychologist by training and wear a number of professional hats, including as assistant professor at Brown University. I have a small private practice where I specialize in couples therapy and parent coaching. I write and I'm also a podcaster myself. I have a podcast called Psychologist Off the Clock. And then I'm also a mom of three boys, ages now they're six to 12, so six, 10, and 12. So uh, it's busy and fun. And the book that I recently wrote that we're here to talk about is called Work, Parent, Thrive. And it really was born out of what happened when I became a working parent, which is that I kind of thought I had it in the bag because I'm a clinical psychologist. I love my work. I have a supportive partner, a flexible job. I had a healthy pregnancy. The baby was perfect, but I was miserable. (laughs) And as a clinical psychologist, I was a nerd. I was like looking for the answer. Like, how do I do this thing? What are the tools that I need? And everything in the bookstore was pretty disheartening. It was kind of like all the structures are not working and they're really slow moving and it's totally unfair and there's nothing to do. And I could kind of see the truth in that, but also that wasn't my primary problem. And also felt like, what was I going to do about that in my daily life that I needed to kind of sort out in the now? The other part that is really true for me is that I look at most problems from a clinical psychologist lens and I specialize in relationships and I'm also really into positive psychology. And happiness science or positive psychology is really all about working with what we have in front of us, working with the tools, um, our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, um, our intentions, our gratitudes, things like that. And it doesn't sort of undo injustice in the outside world, but it helps us tolerate what's difficult. So that's sort of the positive psychology bent. And then the relationship bent is that I look at everything in relational terms. And so I started thinking about the relationship between roles and realized that there's really nothing written about it in the bookstores or the library. So I started looking at the academic literature. And there is certainly a lot that's written about the relationship between work and family roles in terms of the conflict. But again, I'm interested in the positive psychology. And so I was really excited when I found this construct called work-family enrichment, which is basically defined as the way that our roles help each other out. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. And I started diving in more into the science of creativity and rest and stress and happiness. And in all of these ways, there's really sort of overlooked opportunities that our roles help each other out. And so that's what this book is about. It's about both the psychology of working parenthood, so not the outside structures, although I recognize that there are huge problems in those, 
but really about what we can do on a daily basis using the tools that we have at our disposal in our daily lives and using the tension between our roles in positive ways and taking advantage of the ways that the tensions can actually help us out, which doesn't mean that it's not hard, but there are ways that we can um, harness some of the gifts in pretty strategic, clever ways using tools from social science and psychology. So what's an example of a way we can make all this work in harmony to make our lives easier? Yeah. So for example, I I have a chapter devoted to creativity. So we often think about creative endeavors. I mean, you're a writer and I also write. And so it takes time, right? So we think, oh gosh, if I only had more time to, you know, bang out this chapter. Um, I also have a history in science. So that's true about scientific creativity is like you need to sort of address a problem and go super deep, really into the trenches. And it can be incredibly time consuming. And one of the, and that is true, right? We do need time, but there is this really cool science on creativity that suggests that it's when we step away that we have access to certain kinds of creative processes that happen in our in our unconscious mind in what's called the default mode network, which is an interconnected set of structures in the brain that basically wake up when our mind is wandering, when we're not intensely focused on a problem. And in fact, our creative processes are more effective when we step from one particular problem into a totally different content area. So for example, if you're doing a spatial task, And then you step away into a verbal task. So my favorite sets of tools have to do with doing less and finding... I actually just interviewed for my podcast, Annie Duke, who wrote this really good book called Quit. It's like transformative, but it's basically like, what do you need to stop doing so that you can be more effective? And I have a chapter on subtraction too, because I I do think sometimes we have this idea and it's related to creativity. It's related to productivity where we just think we need to keep going. And that the answer is do more. And again, the science on this is pretty clear. That's the recipe for burnout. And in the realm of creativity, it's the it's the recipe for kind of losing your edge because by doing the same thing over and over again and never taking a break, you sort of really kill your creativity over time. Like you can have a short-term creativity if you work that way, but it kind of dies out over time. So people who are prolific for their life tend to have multiple roles, tend to take breaks from the most demanding work that they have. And coming back specifically to creativity, what the science shows is that incompatible roles help freshen our perspective. And it also shows that we can incubate, basically uh, come up with creative ideas when we stop consciously thinking about whatever the problem is that we're working on. So for a writer, for example, you get stuck on a paragraph and, oh my gosh, now it's time you have to go pick up your kid and Uh, If you only had a few hours, maybe you could figure it out, but you don't. So you put it away and you go pick up your kid. And then magically, sometimes, or this isn't like a for sure thing, but often while you're making dinner or listening to your kid's story, almost as if out of nowhere, like the line will come to you. And most people have had this experience. I was, I, I think the most common one is like you have a fight with your partner and, oh, you couldn't like answer the thing that they were blaming you for. And then three hours later in the shower, when you're thinking about nothing at all, the perfect response comes to you. So that's what we call the incubation effect. And it happens when we're not consciously thinking about something, but we have sort of done this preparation of thinking. We step away fully. And that's when our creative processes and our default mode network get active. And so this is a very long-winded way of saying that part of how we can use the tension between roles is 
using the force breaks to our advantage, using the force breaks to access creativity, using the force breaks to access rest from each role. So even if you're stepping from one demanding role into another, whatever role you're stepping away from, you're actually getting a break from. So for parents, stepping away from parenting to go to work can be a really important and useful break from parenting. I know I've experienced this a lot. And then when you're really worn out from your job, stepping away and going home to your family can be a really nice break from the work that you do. And so sort of to summarize it, it's it's sort of using the tension between roles to access creativity, rest, happiness, uh, perspective giving, wisdom, interpersonal skills, because when we have access to multiple roles, we we have a richer life that allows us opportunities to build skills in novel ways and also to take breaks in important ways. I love all that. Wait, so how do you do all this? Do you take big breaks from your demanding work? You do a million things. How do you do it? Yeah, I feel like you should answer the question after I do because you're an even more busy person than I am. I am pretty certain of that. But I I use all of the tools. So I mean, what was fun and also extremely difficult is that I went under contract to write this book at the beginning of the pandemic. So all three of my kids were home at the time. My youngest was three and he, you know, a three-year-old is not that easy to be home with. And my husband has a more rigid schedule with his job. And so it was really hard. And so I got to road test a lot of these um, science-backed tips and they really do work imperfectly, like quite imperfectly. So you know, I do a lot of mindfulness. So wherever I'm at, I try and, and I'm not a naturally mindful person, but I am very deliberate about bringing my attention back. So when I'm with my kids and my mind travels to whatever writing project I'm working on, I try very hard to bring myself back, recognizing that it's beneficial for my work when I do that. Same thing goes when I'm working. I try not to worry too much about my kids. If I have thoughts, I write them down, but it's sort of a mindfulness practice of coming back. I use micro rituals to transition from one role to the other so that it kind of cues my body and mind to move more uh, fully and efficiently from one position to another. And then I I am really, I used to burn out like on a monthly basis, get these like terrible headaches. I used to burn out regularly and I am really into the science of rest and I find it quite useful personally. And I take Saturdays off from work. I try not to be on a screen at all. I take a nap and I'm trying to think of what other, sorry, I'm distracted by your adorable kid. One sec. (laughs) What do you have there? Do you do, he's bringing in old pictures from preschool, which are really cute. Do you do like a tech Shabbat type of situation or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's, it's exactly that. It's a tech free Shabbat and it also involves my Shabbat nap and my I have three kids and they are high energy and they don't love rest time, but we have rest time. So that's another regular thing that I do because I'm often the one, the parent that stays home on school holidays because again, my schedule is much more flexible than my spouse's. So when I have a full day of parenting, I know that my parenting battery runs low. So I, and my kids just know this because this is our practice, but we have a rest time in the middle of the day. And during that rest time, except for on Saturdays when I really do nap, I work and they know that. So it's an hour in the middle of the day after lunch, they go to their rooms and I do work and I use that as a break from parenting. And when I come back to parenting, the pressure is on to fully put away work because they they have given me my hour and they expect me to be back. So that provides some social accountability to transition fully. And that helps me rest the work side of my my personality and brain. Wow, I love how you just dissected that. That was really awesome. (laughs) 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) What are some of the tools that you use to balance uh, to juggle keep the balls up in the air that you have going because you've got four kids many many professional (laughs) hats all of these entrepreneurial endeavors it seems incredibly busy and a lot of role transitions I would have to imagine yes a lot of role transitions I don't know I like you I, I don't think I consider it mindfulness I consider it like hyper focus almost like when I am doing a podcast this is all I am thinking about yeah and usually leading up to it when I'm preparing and everything like I'm in this moment. You and I are connecting, talking. I'm learning. I'm like processing. I'm connecting. I'm like all these sensors are lighting up in my brain, right? Of all these happiness things that I love. I love to learn. I love to talk to people. I love to listen. I like to get to know people, like figure things out. So then I do all that. And then I close the Zoom and like go on to the next one. And then I'm like, okay. I mean, it depends on my schedule, right? I just have to do it. It's like next I'm might have a thing for publicity or I might have a strategy meeting. So I have to just be really in it. So whatever I'm doing, I'm just like totally in it. So I guess that's mindfulness. So Um, let me ask you a question because you've been doing some version of multiple hat wearing for a while, but it's sort of intensified. Do you, have you experienced that you've gotten more skilled at doing those transitions over time? Yes. Yeah. I've gotten more skilled at, at, at all of it, at all the juggling. And I find it actually the energy feeds off of all the energy of zooming, like going back and forth and switching gears actually makes my engine run faster. Like I, yeah. I lo- that's how, and I, I don't think I knew this about myself until I started doing so many things, but I've always like been this way where I, I get bored really easily. So I, I need to go, I need to have a lot of things going on to feel really happy. And even if I'm stressed, I am happy. But when I don't have enough going on, I get depressed. So I like all this, This, but it's okay because now I've learned I'm 46. Now I know for the rest of my life what it takes. So I used to, you know, I, I talked to, do you know Dr. Amy Shaw? She wrote, I'm so effing exhausted. No, sorry. I'm so effing tired. That's a great title. <laughs> and now she has, she has a new book coming out called I'm so effing hungry. Anyway, she's awesome. But she had this whole theory when I talked to her that 
people keep thinking that when they're overwhelmed, they need to take things off their plate. And it turns out that it's just the wrong things on their plate. And sometimes they may need to add more, just add different things. And I think for me, that is the case. Like I can have a heaping plate and be like totally excited. But if I have one of the wrong things, it like ruins the whole meal, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's really interesting research about this. And so two things. I mean, one is that I think that there's a mindset issue is that we often have this belief that we shouldn't feel so overwhelmed and it causes us to interpret the overwhelm in a particular way. And what you've just described is that you had this mindset evolution over time. And now that you're 46, you realize that the busyness isn't the problem. It's sort of having the right kind of busyness. But embedded in that is this awareness that busyness is can be good, right? There's probably some extent to which it's no, no longer going to be very healthy and you're going to just be stressed out and start to get depleted and burned out. But you have a pretty wide range of busyness that actually works for you. And that's the mindset of, of enrichment, of, of really re- recognizing that multiple roles kind of fuel you. They feed each other. They are um, they keep you interested and interesting and excited, even though it can go along with stress. And so the second part is a mindset about stress, which is, and Kelly McGonigal has this great book that I recommend to everybody called The Upside of Stress. And it basically helps us to shift from this idea that stress is bad for us which to some extent is true. It, and here's the trick about psychology is like, it, you can kind of cherry pick, like extreme levels of stress really are not good for you, but there's a wide swath of stress stress that's actually quite good for you. And in fact, the stress response is adaptive, right? To And researchers define it as when the demands on you, when you don't have sufficient resources to meet the demands on you. And so your stress response helps your body and your mind to get activated to meet those demands. And sometimes it's by building skills and sometimes it's by having adrenaline and more energy in your body. And sometimes it's about reaching out for resources to help you. And sometimes it's about recognizing uh, this doesn't really work for me and saying no, but the stress response helps you to kind of hone in and figure out what you're going to do in response to this demand that you don't quite have the resources to meet. And recognizing that that is really good for you helps you to take that ride in a more open and curious way as opposed to shutting down and getting very pessimistic about it. Because once we're pessimistic and we have that sort of fixed mindset of like, oh, this isn't going to work, we stop looking for ways to meet that demand. And so I think in a way what you're describing is kind of like an evolution of your mindset that has really been helpful and allowed you to really thrive in this super busy life. Yes. Thank you for the dissection of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I didn't even have to pay for this. This is amazing. <laughs> what else? What else? <laughs> I know. Tell me. Well, I so I am curious, and I bet all of your listeners are too, about how the tension between work and family roles has worked with having, this is, okay, maybe I won't put it on your listeners. I'm curious how it works when you have a family that's on the East Coast, but you're starting a huge new project on the West Coast. I know you have a place out there, but is the traveling back and forth when you have kids in school stressful? Well, I'm divorced and remarried, and I go out when they're with their dad. Got it. So every other weekend, I have a long weekend, essentially. Uh, So I only schedule trips out there when I am either on spring break, but they're with their dad, or it's not my weekend. Yeah. So... I don't have to debate, like, when am I going? When am I not? I just look at my custody calendar and make all my plans. And that's how I schedule my work. All of my publicity events or, you know, events with my authors or or whatever. It's all about when I have the kids and when I don't. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes if I 
some like I run very hard when I have the kids, right? That like, cause I, you know, I stay home. Like I, I just, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard. So I often take those breaks of like relaxation or whatever. I switch gears in a big way when I don't have them. And sometimes by the time I get there, I'm like falling apart, right? By the end of those 10 days or whatever, I'm like exhausted. And sometimes I'll sleep for 12 hours and just really regroup. But I couldn't do this whole thing without breaks. And when I take a break from them, I'm also, in a lot of cases, I don't schedule meetings on those Fridays and Mondays because I'll be traveling or who knows. And so I use that time to write or catch up or um, sleep or go to the movies. Well, actually, I don't go to the movies, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like fun things with my husband or we go to brunch or we went to Rome. And so that's how I balance it. What about you? Yeah. Well, just b- before I get to meet, this is, I think, one of the gifts of divorce that doesn't get talked about enough. And I, I actually did an interview with this terrific author called Zoe Chance, who has a good book called Influences Your Superpower. You should get her on. She's awesome. And she she was talking about the same thing, that it makes it easier to sort of do this all into one role, that, that divorce makes it easier. And so I think it's sort of like the, the unsung win of divorce is that it's easier to sort of really be present as parent because the time is a little bit more organized in that way where like that's the role that you inhabit for a number of days and then you fully step away for a number of days and really make some progress in you know your professional life or your other relationships so i think that that can really work but i do i do some version of what you're talking about where i i go really hard in whatever role that i'm in and I always think, because I, I sort of build my work schedule around my, I'm able to do that because I have a flexible schedule, which is a huge privilege. But I always wonder if, you know, on the blacktop, people who don't know me well think that I do, I have a job at all, you know, because I look so much like a mom. I'm hanging on the playground and talking with other parents and I go home and I bake with my kids and we like to get crafty and I, you know, do a lot of the chauffeuring. And then during the day, I'm doing these, you know, fairly ambitious things that require intense energy and uh, a lot of cognitive capacity. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking with super brilliant people who are doing incredible things. And I wonder if they know that I'm also this, you know, on the floor with my kids playing Uno at night, mom. And it doesn't really matter, but it's just sort of you occupy whatever role you are in to the hilt. And whatever role you're not in, you've stepped fully away from. And I really do think that that is a skill. It's not a talent. It's something that you hone over time, which is why I asked you this question of like, has it gotten easier? And this is another piece of the mindset that I think is really important to really think of it as a muscle that we build over time. And it's a little bit like when you first have a baby, I always think about you know, like you put the little guy in the carrier and then you have to go into CVS for a minute and you're like, oh my God, when am I ever going to be able to be strong enough? And this is so difficult. And then six months in, you're doing it like it's nothing, like it's not a big deal. And I think that's true for a lot of tasks. And that's certainly true of working parenthood where we have this idea, like I'm never going to figure out how to juggle all these things. It's just too much. But if we give our chance ourselves a chance to see it as an opportunity to build that muscle of doing these real transitions and building skill in each and also in building the skill for making those transfers, then it goes a lot better. It's sort of having faith that you can build it. And that really goes back to this idea of growth mindset, which I think is really important when you have a life with lots of demanding roles and seeing it as an opportunity to build those skills as opposed to something that can't be done or something that shouldn't be done. Wow. I could really talk to you all day. You were so good. And now I'm like, I have to admit, I don't 
make time to listen to a lot of podcasts myself because I'm so busy podcasting. Yeah. I don't even, by the way, I don't know how you podcast every single, how you release every single day. That is amazing. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I love it. They're not long. You know, they're 30 minutes each. No, but you Uh, you probably read most of the books. (laughs) Yeah. I have to, prep time takes a while, but um, I've, I don't know. Like everything else, I've gotten much better at it. Yeah. Done it 1500 times. Like that's why some I read all the way through, some I don't. And I have a mix and match. And sometimes I go deep in the book and sometimes I talk more about the person. But anyway, the only reason I brought that up was to say, like, I'd love your voice and like your calm and how you think about everything. So I really do want to listen to your podcast. I feel like it would be so helpful, like in place of the therapy that I don't actually get myself. So anyway, (laughs) I love your just whole demeanor. So anyway, thank thank you for everything. Thank you. It's so funny to be told that I'm calm because I don't feel calm on the inside, but isn't that interesting? (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thank you for having me. Yael, Sean Brun, Work, Parent, Thrive. What's your podcast called again? Psychologist Off the Clock. Psychologists off the clock. Go take a listen, everybody who's listening to this. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Zibby. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Thanks for the therapy. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you so much. Take good care. Good luck with the launch of the store. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.